Welcome, everybody, to the Training Table Podcast. I am your host, Kenny King, and I'm here with my co-host, James, Jimmy 3 Tech Kindred. What's up, everybody? This is the first episode of the Training Table Podcast. We decided that we wanted to do something a little bit different. You know, you've got your sports teams podcast. You've got your Raiders dedicated podcast. You don't have anything from a defensive lineman perspective. And as most people know, and if you don't know, you're going to find out, Defensive linemen, we get a little crazy. And so what we wanted to do is get something real raw, talk about everything from faith to football to family to food. And that's why it's called the Training Table Podcast. James, what's up, brother? What's up, my brother? Man, it's good to, to have you on. This has been the brainchild of us for a while now. And I say brainchild um, is a very loose term because some people obviously – uh, don't think a podcast takes a lot of brains and talent to do, but it takes a lot. You talk, you think about it, you talk about it. It's, you know, a lot of preparation. It's a lot of time. Uh, it's a lot of thought. And uh, I'm glad that we finally had this thing come to fruition. Uh, 100% brother. You know, 100%. but, um, you know, James, everybody knows me, so I'm not going to waste my breath talking about me and, and everything that, that I've done. Um, I want to take this time to introduce you let you talk a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, I know what you bring to the table, but what, what do you, what are you going to bring to the table for, for our listeners here? I'm, you know, brother, thank you. Thank you for, you know, uh, first of all, humbled that we we've met, right. The cosmic forces brought us together through, um, the team, which we yeah. both have connections to, and we are able to bring some content that is priceless right like i'm not here to talk stats no i'm not here to talk dubs and l's nope i i want to i just want to you know like you know you come you come to my house we're grilling and we're chilling right like that's what i want you know and that's you and i both like we kind of like talked about this Mm, a year maybe a year ago yeah right and it was like let's bring just let's be real like if you you want reality let's just be real let's not script this let's not i mean yeah there's gonna be some editing right a little bit gotta, just, just you know it's called housekeeping right you gotta keep invite you invite, you invite people clean you invite people over to the house to the crib you you know, you gotta oh, you gotta you gotta clean up. You gotta, you gotta clean up, bro. You gotta, <laughs> right? <laughs> Anyways, so me, me, I, bro, I'm just me. You know, I'm a dirty ass D lineman. That, you know, underdog, straight up, you know, beautiful background. So I was given perspectives from multicultural family members. Yeah. And that drove me, you know, drove me to where I was. And how I got to work for the team, work in the league, I took a shot. I took my bow out, put a confidence arrow in it, and I shot it. You know what? It stuck. And then – my work ethic, my personality, 
my tenacity, the same thing that made me that dirty-ass dog on that line. Not taking pancakes, but eating waffles. That's right. Right? Fried chicken and waffles. Oh, yeah. Get, kept my spot solid. And, you know, and I was blessed. I never took a day for granted when I walked through those doors. And the beautiful thing was, out of all things, was it was Mr. Davis that gave me a shot. You know, when I was a little kid, hanging out with Mr. Davis and being around players. My, my dad was very close with a lot of the players. I was a godson to one, a very signified player. Not Hall of Fame player, but signified player. But point is that um, he used to always say, play with reckless abandon. Yeah. Play with re- reckless abandonment, sorry. And uh, he's like, that's how you got you to gotta live your life. That's how you got to do business, you know, and – my dad's was be professionally curious. Those are kind of the same thing. Be reckless, you know, like just do it. Go out and go 100%, but be curious. Ask questions, do it. So that's my background. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm just blessed to, to be in a position I am right now to where I've got the experience I have and to bring some content and some realism not just the sport, but the player, right? right? Stuff that you don't, they don't think is important. Right. You know, I, I think that we, we touched on this a little bit, um, you know, being both defensive linemen, being both, you know, people that have been uh, close to the greatest organization in professional oh. sports, hands down, uh, being close to the greatest owner in professional sports, hands down. <laughs> Uh, you know, we, we've seen a lot, we've, we've done a lot, but also being athletes ourselves, we see things from a different perspective, right? You know, especially as a defensive lineman, you know, where you see, you know, we often see sometimes criticism of, you know, defensive linemen and, you know, the, the sack total isn't there or, you know, the, the fumble, force fumble total isn't there or the hurries isn't there. Yeah, it was just to say the quarterback hurries. Right. But what they pressure. don't see is what they're doing for the rest of the players on that line. You know, what they're doing to stop the run. You know, what they're doing to actually hurry the quarterback up, even though they're not getting to the quarterback, they got that quarterback thinking about them in the back of their head because they know that you can hit that quarterback in the back at any given moment and throw a wrench in it. You're you're like – the most recent was remember Mac, I think it was 2016 defensive player of the year award year. You yeah. had a healthy Mario Edwards jr. He had Alden Smith. Yeah. Right. You had just this sick Cheetos flaming hot rotation coming in and out. Right. And it was beautiful. It was magnificent but you know what happened happened but this year i think just i think the league and we're going to shift to this you i see the league shifting to or at least some of the most proactive uh defensives defenses are shifting to that seattle does it with their with their dbs yeah Right, they're constantly rotating. So, uh, 
But anyways, uh, Harbaugh did it with uh, receivers. Still does. Yeah. Both Jim and John. So, but no, it, it oh, dude. Well, and this, you look at this, the Niners, right? The Niners had tremendous success with their defensive line because of the depth and because of the rotations that they had. Dude, those anchors they had in the early, what, 2012, 2013. Yeah, Justin, the Cowboy Smith. Yeah. Just, dude, he could take off. He was like, he was like the J.J. Watt that would not blitz the quarterback, but take on two defenders. Right. To clear it up for Bo. But but you had Bo and Willis. Yeah, two of the best. Yeah, you probably had one dude. of the best linebacking cores of all time. Oh, dude. You know, oh. and unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, Bowman had injuries that, that ended his career too soon, and Willis decided to step away, his, which I think is feet. way too soon. Yeah, his, his feet. feet. You know, uh, but dude, dude, you that look guy. at those guys. When we got Bowman, I remember when the Raiders got Bowman. Oh, I loved it. Right before, you know, what was it? Right before the Kansas City game, and that was our first win of the season. Loved it. I thought that, that was the greatest move that we had made in a couple of years. You know, obviously free agent, free agent wise. You know, with the with the exception of obviously, you know, bringing in a guy like Rodney Hudson, who has become, you know, the best center in the league. He's probably one of the most educated and highly respected players on that team. Probably the best player on the team. I mean, if we're being honest. He he is our Jim Otto of this generation, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, he he solidifies that line and he brings it. I mean, I I loved I did love that line when you had Penn, Kaleche, Rodney, Baby Rhino. Yeah. And Austin. But I Austin was a hell – like, he had a great kick slide. A lot yeah. of people – people people slept on him, but he had a great kick slide. <clears throat> he just had injury issues, right? Um, but that was a solid O-line. Like, just – and that fluke injury on Christmas Eve, right? Only yeah. us, right? Only us. Only. Only us. But – and he'd escaped injury so many times prior, but um, on the D line perspective, um, did you see the? Uh, there was a, a video. I didn't. I didn't get to see it, but it was. Uh, I guess Big T, Big Trent, wasn't too happy. Did you see the video? I guess I Mo did Hurst. See it. Did, I did you? See it. Yeah. So it was. Uh... It was Mo Hurst versus Andre James, I believe. And Hurst just ran him over. And the Raiders posted it. Sorry. We got Yeah. The Raiders the Raiders social media team posted it. Uh Trent Seventy three. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on. Got Mo Melly. Come on, baby. I'm a big I'm a big Mo fan. I was Dude. I was pounding the table for Mo when when uh when we when we were drafting him. I'm so Hunter. glad that we got him. And you know what? Wait, quick side story. So Reggie <clears throat> Reggie was tight with Harbaugh. Yeah. Because his son was to go to school there. One of his kid uh Khalil. Was it Khalil? Yeah. Khalil. And his other son went to Tennessee, where his, where Reggie went. 
but Jim would always come to the organiz- come to the come to the organization and and uh, and speak to the players and you know just you know kind of you know and, and uh, it was great because like when I ran into him I was like bro like we have the, we're we're like brothers because we're both James Josephs <laughs> right because he's a James Joseph and there's anyways so I was like bro you know like we gotta you know we gotta be but anyways he was like uh he's like you know my first coaching gig al gave me yeah and i was like really well my first job in in this league is al gave me and so we just kind of hit it off and and you know you could say what you want about coach harbaugh the dude is awesome but dude such a great guy but he he came out. I think he came out because Reggie was high on Mo, and he came out to tell Reggie he's fine, like he's a hundred percent, he's fine, and he was. I think I, you know it's almost like the Laramie Tunsil, right? Because all that stuff's coming out now. You know, like they'll try to do. It's always some angle to get their client to jump a few spots if they can get some dirt. Well, right? it's like uh, it's, it's like it's Damon crazy. Arnett. It's oh, like Damon 100%. Arnett this year, right? Where you know he he had the slow forty, and now we're looking at him, and he's he's running side by side with rugs. Dude, oh, Arnett, the, these DBs are hungry, dirty. I uh, Arnett reminds me of a more refined Pac-Man Jones. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You feel that? Pac-Man was undisciplined, right? Well, yeah, Arnett, man. Arnett's got that. I'm gonna hold it together, but yeah. I'm gonna pop you in the jaw. So I'm gonna pop you in the jaw. And I'm gonna tell you about it. <laughs> Dude. I'm gonna tell you about it as I'm walking back to the huddle. I'm, I'm gonna tell tone, you about it as I'm running with you. I'm a tone setter. I think. Right. And then Farrell if he doesn't is, tell you about it. I think, yeah, I think that Farrell is the same way. I think that, you know, what people don't see with Farrell is Farrell has an amazing leadership ability. He's played on a championship team. He's got a championship pedigree. He's put on, what, 13, 13, 13 to 18 pounds of muscle yeah. this offseason. Uh, and he has the ability to play, you know, he has the ability to play a three technique, a five technique, a seven technique if needed. He can play along that line. I mean, we're obviously not going to put him at zero, not going to put him at the nose unless it's maybe the NASCAR package. But he has the ability to move up and down that line and to make plays wherever he's at and to be disruptive. I think that that's one of the the things that is key to a defensive lineman in in this league, and not only in this league, but also in college, in high school, in Pop Warner. If you can be disruptive, and you can be aggressive, and you can be tenacious, you're going to make one hell of a defensive lineman. Well, like, uh, Max Crosby reminds me of, like, Jared Allen. Max, yeah, exactly. Max doesn't quit. Right? So you he know, just grinds, right? And But, right. like, you got to have that Justin Smith, the guy right. that takes on a block, takes on two. You want to double-team me? Great. But then when I shift that linebacker on that ass, and you go, uh-oh, the heat's well, it's gonna coming. Be hard. The heat's it's gonna be coming. hard for them this year. You know, you've got 
if you look at the starting lineup, you've got Cleveland Farrell, you've got Jonathan Hankins, you've got Malik Collins, and you've got Max Crosby. And Malik came in light. Malik came in light, and Malik is – I'm telling you right now, I was he's like, in the right shot. Bro's 300? Bro, he doesn't look 300. Dude, I saw like a one-pack under his yeah. pad. I was like, dude's rocking. Like he's, he's washing laundry on that chest. Yeah, Malik's going to be – he's going to be nice. And then you bring Mo Hurst into the, Mo. the rotation. You've got Carl Nassib coming in. You've got Arden Key yep. coming in. Yep. You know, I li- I'm liking what I'm hearing about Arden Key right now. Is because Detron. I'm hearing, yeah, you got Detron. So, I think that uh, there's a lot. I mean, now, obviously, I'm on the side of you can always have more. I always look at it. You can always have more. If we can get Yannick, if we can get a Jadavian Clowney, I go clowny. I would personally, me personally, I would rather go clowny. I think that same. You know, obviously we're gonna we're gonna be spending the same amount regardless this year. But I think that we may get a little bit more return on the investment because we don't have to give up a pick. Now exactly. if we get, if we give up a pick and get Yannick, I understand because at the same time, we're going into a draft that we don't get a whole lot of tape on these guys. So you must true. You know, so if we give up a second, right? What's a second 100. for somebody that we don't know what we're going to get? If you no, can get a guy like Yannick in, in the second round, that's a freaking win. Oh, it's a steal. But if you can get a guy like Clowney, Clowney comes in and produces like, you know, like a Deion Jordan did last year or more. I think that he would be a great long-term addition if you can get the price tag correct. Well, you know, you have to look at what makes sense, what makes sense for the team. But I think that he would be a good addition. It's a be- beautiful analogy, and it makes sense. But Clowney is that Justin Smith. He's drawn yeah. the double teams, right? Right. Depending on the shifts, right? So, uh, you know, Watt was getting them or Clowney was getting them. Right. But people forget that Houston's got an amazing linebacker core. Like, a dude. And Zach Cunningham, I mean, he's not like, you know, superstar, but um, great player. He's a program player. He's a guy that you can plug and play, right? And when he went to Seattle, same thing. Seattle had the same mix-up. They could draw the double team and exploit it, right? So we have that rotation right now, right now as is, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. It can be good. Dude, we – the team can exploit the out of guys and yeah. gas. Them. You add Clowney or Yannick, and it's Nasty. you add like a it's like adding an extra. Oh, that coach takes algebra one. You add Yannick and Clowney. Oh, you're at calculus four, bro. Exactly. And he's going. Uh, I don't know how to cover that guy. Speaking of adding a bunch of stuff into the mix and, and putting a bunch of stuff, piling it on, getting it all nasty and dirty, I think it's time to bring in our buddy. Ooh. Mike. Ooh. So the, the training table wanted to bring the most unique experience in pod, sports and life podcasting. And who better to help represent that 
in food is my brother, Ike Shaheda, the founder of Ike's Love and Sandwiches. So Ike, what, how, I know the story. I know the dirty sauce story. What, how did I come about? Like what, I want, I, the one thing I love that I know Marshawn loves is the underdog story of Ike. Let, we want the listeners to know that underdog, what, what you took, the, tr- the, the path you took to bring this to fruition. But what's your mantra, bro? Like, what, what is the one thing when you get up in the morning to the one thing, and this, this is where I know you, the one thing at night, it's the same message that you give yourself. What, what is that? So for, for me, my whole day is based, and, and even before I even knew that this was, say, something to do or learned it, yeah. I just intuitively figured out that when it comes to work, when it comes to life, when it comes to family, when it comes to whatever it is that's important to you, if you're doing, if I'm doing something that I love to do, like love to do, then I'm going to do it no matter what, even when I'm not getting paid, even when times are tough, even 95 degrees in humidity with no air conditioning, I'm going to do it. And so what led me to where I am now is just figuring out what it is that I love to do. And then also noticing what I'm really grateful for, noticing when I'm not feeling grateful or I'm in, in gratitude and yes. taking myself from that space of man i don't i don't like my life or things aren't going right or i hate my you know job relationship whatever it is and finding ways for it to be great to be grateful for it to find great things about it because there's always great things and everything and, i mean and that's kind of why I started Ike's is I made a list a long time ago, like in 2006, like what, I didn't like my jobs that I had and I had three of them at the time and I didn't like working for other people and I resented them and I thought they were using me or whatever. Like I'm a typical stereotypical employee that works somewhere and, and does enough to, to whatever, not get fired, but also does a, a decent job. And then, and then resents the people for, oh, I'm not moving up enough or I'm not getting paid enough. And I just made a list. Okay, what is it that I love to do? And I made a list and it was like 37 things on that list. And some of them were, were like simple things. Like I like to eat, I like to go on dates. I like to snuggle animal, like baby animals. and, and Hatter day. Like to, Yeah, exactly, hashtag Hatterday. So I, I just right. wrote out this list and it doesn't matter what it is that you love to do. Uh, just know everybody knows what they love to do, which means by default, everybody also knows what they want to do with their life. They just need to figure out a way how to do those things that they love to do, um, how to, how a way to make those things uh, profitable or how to make money from there. And, and you can make money snuggling baby animals and you can make money going on dates and you can make money feeding people or eating. I mean, right. There's so many new ways, especially in 2020 of how to make money. So whatever it is that you love to do, just focus on that and, and, and just taking that, like, I don't know where that, that I think it's genius now that I thought about it back then when I didn't know about anything about uh, life or personal development or anything. 
And I just intuitively did that, opened up a sandwich place in the city of San Francisco, and it blew up. And it's not a coincidence that I showed up every single day to work because I loved it, even when I made $0 on the first day. And then on the second day, I only made less than 100 bucks. But I still showed up every single day because I love to feed people. I love to make food. I love to eat the food that I make. And it was easy for me to show up to work every single day. And it's probably why I'm where I'm at now. Uh, that's awesome. You know, Ike, um, now, if I remember correctly, I think that you were featured on Man vs. Food, was it? Oh, yeah. I was featured on Man vs. Food, right? And that was kind two, of... Right in the beginning. Right. That was like the beginning. I think you had, what, two stores at that time? Uh, when we opened up, there might have still only been one store. Yeah. Yeah, I remember because I used to watch. I used to watch that religiously, and I remember I was. I'm, I live in the Bay Area. I'm over here in, in Pleasant Hill, and uh, I was working in the city at the time. And I saw Adam. Adam put you had you on the show, and from there I was like, I got to go try this sandwich. And I think the day after the the episode, there was a line out the door, and I was like, you know what, I got to do this because I saw it on TV. Adam liked it, and if Adam likes it, then you know, because you can always tell when Adam likes something. And it looked amazing. And from there, I've been hooked. Um, so it, it's been really crazy. And it's been really cool to see the trajectory of your business, uh, to see it go from one sandwich shop to how many do you have now? Uh, we opened number 80 just a couple of weeks ago. Wow. So I, I got a great team. And, and thank you to the fans who eat there. If they weren't eating the sandwiches, like on the first day I was open, then I would likely still just have the one store. My, my grandfather in his business, he used to always say, it's the price that makes the quality secondary, yeah. right? So, I mean, Ike's right there. I mean, I always tell friends, I'm like, you know, here, try this. Even on Sunday, this last Sunday, I went there and I think I got four, four Sandoz, brought it back for some neighbors. And I, I randomly got three. I got my Paul Rubens, which I always get. Yeah. But I, <laughs> but I got a random three. I got the Michael Jordan. I got the Tony Soprano. And I got God, it's the vegan BLT basically. It's a, uh, oh, I can't remember the, the sneaky kitty. I think so. But it was crazy. So I brought it, and we're like all chilling, and like I'm, I'm handy. Because I'm social distancing, so I'm handing <laughs> over the fence to my, my neighbors, and the, the, I hear, "What? What is this? This? What the? Where did you get this? Where is this? What the?" And I'm like, "Hey, I, I'm now your dealer." I felt like <laughs> Nino Brown of sandwiches. Yeah. I was like, "Bruh, <laughs> right, right." The but anyways, the bro, the Michael Jordan, holy smokes, dude. I literally, I, I wanted to call you and be like, here, let me, let me FaceTime you. I'll be like, oh, <laughs> dude, bro. Oh, oh. Uh, but this is, this is the beauty. Like, and I've heard this story, but I know a lot of people haven't. Like, how do you come up with this, bro? Like, how do you – and now you – wait, hold on real quick. And now you have the sauces that you put on these beautiful sandwiches are now a chip? Oh, yeah. You're killing 
the potato chips are coming soon, man. Uh, I I got them right here. Uh, actually, what's this? Dirty sauce. Oh man, oh, this man. one's gonna change the game right here. The buttery dirty dude, the, Yeah, dude. This oh one, my I saw, god. This is gonna be the best seller, actually. I'm gonna dip that. I'm gonna dip that in stuff. <laughs> and dip the dirty sauce in Dude, the, in, in dip the it. dirty sauce. Dip. And then Godfather sauce. So we'll have we'll just start with four flavors in Menage a Trois. And if they sell, which they keep will, the skews low, uh, bro. I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll make another two more. I'll, I'll have another dessert one coming up. What's that? White or a chocolate chip cookie? white chocolate chip cookie in the sandwich. Uh, Nutella and this butter, buttery sauce that we put on there. Yeah. And then we normally serve it on Dutch crunch. You should get it on Dutch crunch. <laughs> and then it, I recommend only eating half of it, you know, giving half to a friend or cut it in thirds. Because it's pretty sweet. It's still decadent and delicious. So you don't need to eat the whole thing. But you also sell the bread. Oh, yeah. Every Your location. famous Dutch, you get the Dutch crunch. Yeah, highly recommend. Yeah, that's the only way to go is the Dutch Bro, crunch. You know, I, the one thing I want to do is make your Dutch crunch into French toast. Ooh. <laughs> You're giving Ike yeah. an idea right now. Yeah. Oh, the wheels, the wheels are turning. Well, no, wait. But Ike also has the pie cake. Oh man, the bro, pie cakes. Bro, no, dude, the pie cakes. Remember where the our pie cake <laughs> dude. Oh. Yes. I'm, oh I'm telling you right now, I'm uh, working on a new restaurant in San Francisco oh. and pie cakes is gonna be on that menu. Kenny, a pie baked inside a cake. I'm all for and it. And then frost it. Oh, man. And I'm terrible at frosting, but I still, you know, Bro. Like, it still tastes good. <laughs> look, I look at it like this. I don't care how it looks as long as it tastes good. Oh. I'm not one of those people that, that needs that needs my food to be pretty. The it, It's going gonna, it's gonna to get dirty. It's going to get messy. I, I don't mind. So if the but frosting is a little bit off, that's okay. What's crazy is with the pie cake, it's like the sandwich, right? It, it's just... Eh, right, it's bread. You cut into that and you go, uh, that's that is the magic. I'll definitely have to make some more pie cakes, bro. The pie cakes are epic. The pumpkin pie inside of a spice oh. cake with cream cheese frosting, dude. I was so bummed. I was bent. They were like, Oh, sorry, we're out of uh, pumpkin pie because remember, we I had everything but. Yeah. Pumpkin pie. So, well, the, the peach pie inside of a yellow cake with cream cheese frosting also tastes amazing and gooey. That those are my two best combinations that I've found so far. I want to make a Boston cream pie, maybe Ooh. with uh, a custard pie inside and either um, a yellow cake or a red velvet cake, and then chocolate frosting on that. That sounds. Yeah, some de- that's some definite uh, some football workouts after that. Some oh. some laps in the pool and hitting some up downs there. But I've been I've been working out, so I can eat it now. Boom! Don't you know? Hashtag international sex symbol. Hundred <laughs> percent. 
So anything you want to deliver to the uh, to the fans, Ike, that you want to drop for the weekend? Anything that you uh, coming out next week? Any specials you want to throw out? Oh, we, we're going to come out with a uh, Kobe Bryant tribute sandwich. Ooh. That's coming out on the 24th. So that's about a week from now. And that sauce on that sandwich. Oh, man. The Kobe. Co- man, the Kobe is fire. I highly recommend. It's going to be limited edition. Though if it flies off the shelves, uh, we, we'll, we might keep it forever. That sauce is pretty amazing. So it should go on the menu permanently. But we'll see because we have to do something a little different sure. to make that sandwich. So that one's coming out. Uh, we've got, uh, I've been doing the week, my weekly uh, talking about the going through the entire sandwich menu. So this weekend we have the, the MILF sandwich and the Jessica Rabbit sandwich. Those are coming out. I mean, they've already been out, but not a lot of people know about it. And so that sandwich is a buffalo wing chicken sandwich or a buffalo mm. wing vegan chicken sandwich. And instead of cheese, there's cream cheese stuffed jalapeno poppers in it. So some people might know about it, like diehard Ike fans might know about it, but not everybody does. So those were dropping uh, Friday, which is, yeah, that's coming out tomorrow. And then what else? And then next week I'm going to have two more sandwiches coming out. It might be one named after the Joker. We'll see. We've got to look at uh, the menu and what's, what's coming out. That's amazing right on. Uh, for, for me to do. And, you know, if they follow the, uh, the Instagram or the YouTube channel i tell the stories once a week you know they find me on instagram at uh, at ike shahada uh, s-h-e-h-a-d-e-h or uh youtube is ike sandwiches yeah i only have like 25 youtube followers so i'll appreciate the follow oh we got to get that up (laughs) well i'll definitely help you get that up i mean you spit some serious knowledge on instagram um when it comes to books that you read you know, yeah. You got a book right now that you're, you're you recommend? Because I know we did the the trans surfing book, which I love. Oh, yeah. You have another book right now that you're grinding on that you you'd like to promote? Well, the book that I just started reading yesterday, and it's one I've read before. It's by Napoleon mm-hmm. Hill. Everybody's probably heard of him. It's called Outwitting the Devil. Okay. Uh, it just came out, even though uh, it was written in like 1930 or something. It just came out in 2012 uh, because of the title, uh, because sure. of the devil, and uh, it was controversial <laughs> in its time. So sure. it didn't come out till till pretty recently. I, I'm just started reading that. I just finished reading Dee Martini's book, The Values Factor. I just finished reading that yesterday, and then I emailed him, and and we were talking for a little bit. So then I picked up, and I got it. If I finish a book, I got to start one right away because otherwise uh, I'll lag. It's one of, one of the things I do is so finish one, just start an, another book. Also, speaking of reality transurfing, I love the uh, Tufty the Priestess book. Tufty the Priestess. Okay. It's, uh, it's by the same author as reality transurfing. Okay. Reality transurfing books. Those books I'm, I'm really into, and then I'm also reading She Comes First. So that, that's uh, definitely a book that I've needed to read well that's one of the one things that i loved about the trans surfing book was you fell upon that mantra organically if that makes any sense and then that book kind of like presented it back to you as a gift like hey and and for me i learned both 
organically through you in the book. So I appreciate that. hundred percent. Oh, you're welcome. I'm always down to, uh, to talk to people that want to move forward. And, and actually one of the things that I've learned is as I've been moving forward in my life, uh, mm-hmm. from a success standpoint or from personal development standpoint, the teachers show up. So, um, one, one guy that's been really great to me, Andrew Churn, he owns Panda Express. He, uh, started it back in the day, 40 something years ago. And he's been there to answer questions and, and give me some advice. And it's because I've been doing the work, I like I'm out there and I'm doing it. And then, so people see that and then they want to help. And same thing with me. If I see people going out there and, and doing the actual work, asking me, Hey, I have this issue with my business. I'm willing to help that. Uh, as opposed nice. to somebody just asking questions about, you know, I want to start a business one day. I mean, don't talk to me if you want to start a business, talk to me if you yeah. have a business because everything else is hypothetical up until then. Of course. And I think that, I think that that brings, you know, a lot of, it brings, sheds a lot of light on it. Right. I think a lot of people have ideas, but until you decide to put those ideas into a plan and get into action, it doesn't mean anything. And if you're willing to work with people that, that are out there, you know, trying to better themselves inside their business, inside their lives, that's only going to take everybody else further, right? Iron sharpens iron. So if you're getting better, you're helping other people get better. If other people are, are getting better, it's you're getting better through osmosis. So I love that. I think that that's, that's huge. And I think that, you know, with me and James, that's, that's kind of how we operate too, is, you know, we, we feed off each other and, and how we can become better by working to each, with each other because each of us have different, different perspectives on things. And so it's always great to have a fresh perspective. Uh, it's always great to have, um, you know, a, a different viewpoint of it. And it's always great to, you know, have somebody like you who has, you know, done this, has had multiple different tries, different, different successes, loops, peaks, valleys, all of those things. And so it, it's great to hear that story. Uh, and, and to see where you've, where you've come from and where you're at now. Yeah, well, thanks. Yeah, and, and on that subject, how can I help y'all? We're hoping that your appearance and today is, is our Adam Richmond. <laughs> oh, dude, he literally just texted me right now. He, he must have known you were thinking about him. Dude, that's crazy. His ears must be burning. Hey, so my yeah, whole thing... Yeah, he must have known. My whole thing was, you know... Normally on Sunday or Saturday, you know, you have college Saturday, you know, pro football Sunday, you have tailgating. Why not home gate? Have the Ike's home gate pack. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, ooh. I like that. We do. Right? Maybe we did some kind of like free delivery on the weekends for home bro, gate. Bro, home gate. Yeah. With your chips, the whole pack. I like that idea. I'm going right? to pitch that to marketing. I like that. So, so I started running a poll on Twitter about what people like. So right now, the main, so we can do with ingredients. All right. Right now, I've got carne asada, beef, as the main ingredient, which I know you've got Philly, Philly steak, which is like a cousin. Yeah. Of, right? It's a cousin. <laughs> It's a cousin. Right. So we could, you know, two, three. Yeah, they're related, right? So, um, but yeah, so I can, we can help build that and then roll that out for the season. So, but I, that's I, my home gate. It's like 
dude, we can't tailgate. Let's home gate. Home gate. Let's home gate. I like that. If, if I if I borrow that from you, I'll, I'll send you some sandwiches. Bro, you already take care of me. It's cool. But no, but no, home gate. But anyways, bro, I'll let you get. We appreciate you coming out, taking the time. I'm on Texas time, so I'm a little little exhausted. Is it midnight over there or what? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, burning two I'm like you. I'm burning candles at both ends, so but uh no the home gate, bro. Think about it. No, I'm gonna home gate. I like that. Um, like James, to piggyback on what James was saying, you know, I do have, um, you know, pretty, pretty good size following here. And, uh, you know, obviously I would love to spread the word. I mean, everybody out here that I talk to, I already, I'm already telling about Ike's as it is, but, um, definitely would love to collaborate with you and, and put more out there and make sure that everybody is well aware of, uh, you know, what you're putting out there. And I think that you got some great stuff that's coming out, the chips, the, the pie cakes, I'm excited about that because I haven't tried it. That Kobe sandwich is going to be killer. I can't wait for that. Is that going to be in the Bay Area as well? Yeah, they'll be available at every location. Oh, man, it's over. It's, We're doing it, yeah, so every all of them. So. I'm going to I'm gonna have to take a break from my Damon Bruce and, and get the, uh, the Kobe then. Get the Kobe, yeah, get it. Dude, the Damon Bruce, Bruce is pretty fire, though. That one's a good one. That I did meatball? a tasting day today in San Francisco. Oh, man, yeah. The meatballs? Oh, man. I, I ate today, literally today, a third of seven sandwiches. Wow. I did a tasting day in San Francisco, and I came up with some fire, the next generation, some really delicious stuff that's coming out soon. There's nice. no name on them because I just I just made them, but uh, the the prize one that I made is I took this spicy Korean, like orange spice Ooh. barbecue. Ooh, like a bouquet uh, kind of. Yeah, I took that. I mixed, mixed, made it into an aioli. I mixed it with some. Uh, it wasn't a coleslaw because it was like kale, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, like a slaw. I made that. Nice. Wow. Grilled that, and I made that with chicken fried steak. So Ooh. if you can imagine, like a. Um, Exactly. That was the best sandwich that I had today. That I made wow. it was brand new. That shit. That's probably gonna come out uh, as an actual sandwich. So I need to find somebody to sponsor that sandwich. You know, like, like who wants a chicken fried steak, Korean aioli barbecue type sandwich? Wow. That was I, might, I might know a couple guys. Yeah. There you go. And then I made a Nashville hot. But instead of Nashville hot chicken, I made a yeah. Nashville hot cheesesteak. Oh my god! Mm. And that was that was the second favorite that I made today. But I had seven sandwiches that I made, and some lucky fans that were there got to be like, "Hey, take this, take this," because I can't eat seven That's sandwiches. Yeah. Hey, appreciate you, Ike, for coming on. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day, as always, to communicate. Oh man, thanks for having me. And 100%, feel free brother. to get me back in the future. I got you. 100%, brother. Appreciate you. I thank you for coming on. Uh, definitely, I mean, it was great talking to you, talking about talking about the business, making my mouth water about these sandwiches. I look forward to the stuff Hungry. that's coming out. I look forward to seeing what you got going on. Uh, you know, if there's a shop right down the street from me, I'm going to order one tomorrow for sure. 
And uh, use the app. Use uh, the app. Oh, for no doubt. I'm always using the app. But uh, no, I appreciate you, Ike. Thanks for coming on, and I uh, look forward to talking to you in the future. Oh, you're welcome, guys. Catch you soon, James. Man, this was a great first episode. It was great to to finally put it together and do this. I think that you know uh, we've talked about it for a long time. We've been going back and forth on what would work and what makes sense. And I think that this is, is a good platform. It's a good way to go. It's a good start. Uh, I'm excited to see, you know, what this grows into. Um, you know, hopefully the people listening like it. Hopefully the listeners are enjoying it and uh, look forward to continuing on with you, brother. Bro, we, we, this is like, you know, a recipe. This is what we got, right? Yes, sir. Right? So um, I know it's a little cray cray. We want some good content. And so that's what we aim to aim to uh, deliver. Sorry. No doubt. Um, Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.